This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 414, an excerpt from the book, Dropping the Struggle, Seven Ways to Love the Life You Have, by Roger Housden, and I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. This is where I read to you, just like an audiobook, usually from blogs, but sometimes from books, like today. I'm really happy to have this book from Roger Housden, who actually has a best-selling poem series called 10 Poems, which began in 2001 and spanned 11 years. He offers writing workshops with an emphasis on self-discovery and exploration. You can find more about him at rogerhausden.com, which will be linked in this episode's description and at oldpodcast.com. And speaking of Roger and oldpodcast.com, I'll be giving away this copy of the book, the one I have right here, to a lucky winner in just four days. I'll pick someone randomly from my weekly newsletter mailing list at oldpodcast.com. So if you want a chance to win this copy, make sure you join before January ends. For now, let's get right to the excerpt and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book, Dropping the Struggle, Seven Ways to Love the Life You Have by Roger Housden. From Relax. Bad things are going to happen. No matter how many vitamins you take, how much Pilates, you'll lose your keys, your hair and your memory. Your wallet will be stolen. You'll get fat, slip on the bathroom tiles of a foreign hotel and crack your hip. You'll be lonely. Oh, taste how sweet and tart the red juice is, how the tiny seeds crunch between your teeth. Ellen Bass. You may have noticed that sometimes, no, more often than not, the day, the week, your life, turns out other than you had expected, and not always for the better. No matter how much we try to do the right thing, become a better or more spiritual person, get all our ducks in a row at work, at home, or with our friends, something always seems to show up to remind us that this is not a perfect world and that it never will be. Something always shows us that no matter how smart we are or how many successes we have under our belt, we do not have ultimate control for the way our life works out, not to mention for the ways the world works out. I imagine that some experience of this truth is what prompted Ellen Bass to write her poem. And since unexpected misfortune, as well as luck, seems to be sewn into the fabric of life, we might as well relax and keep on breathing. Life isn't perfect, however much we pretend otherwise. It doesn't always live up to our expectations. But then we are imperfect, and our family and friends are imperfect. And we and they don't always live up to our expectations either. No one is in charge of how life turns out. But it's not easy to relax when we imagine that the world has it in for us, when things don't go the way we want or expect, when we think that there must be something wrong with us, that we must have been born under an unlucky star to have deserved the trouble we find ourselves in. It's not easy when we take life personally, and most of us do, most of the time. But it's not personal. It really isn't. We're not that important. The world existed for 4.6 billion years before we came here and will likely continue for at least that amount of time after we have disappeared. Life just works out the way it does, and none of us really knows why we do what we do at any given time. Nobody knows why the pot falls from the shelf or the sink clogs up just as our dinner guests are knocking at the door. We never really know why our friend or lover shouts at us, disappears, or is suddenly filled with undying love for us. They don't even know. It's always a good idea to listen to Rilke, who wrote, quote, Let life happen to you. Believe me, life is in the right, always, unquote. Jack Hornfield put it this way, quote, One day, Ajahn Chah held up a beautiful Chinese teacup. To me, this cup is already broken, because I know its fate. I can enjoy it fully here and now. And when it's gone, it's gone. When we understand the truth of uncertainty and relax, we become free. The broken cup helps us see beyond our illusion of control. 
When we commit ourselves to raising a child, building a business, creating a work of art, or writing an injustice, some measure of failure as well as success will be ours. This is a fierce teaching. Emily is an aid worker whose clinic in Kosovo was burned to the ground, yet she began again. She knows that her work is helping people through success and failure. Rosa, who lost her most promising math student to a gang shooting, was brokenhearted. But she doesn't regret having tutored him, and now she's tutoring several others in his honor. We may lose our best piece of pottery in the firing, the charter school we worked so hard to create may fold, our startup business may go under, our children may develop problems beyond our control. If we focus only on the results, we will be devastated. But if we know the cup is broken, we can give our best to the process, create what we can, and trust the larger process of life itself. We can plan, care for, tend, and respond, but we cannot control. Instead, we take a breath and open to what is unfolding, where we are. This is a profound shift from holding on to letting go, unquote. Everything and everyone in our lives, including ourselves, is already going the way of that broken teacup. Day by day, tiny specks of us float away. Nothing can dispel the reality that we are not built to last. Death is our ultimate limitation, the final proof that perfection was never meant to be part of the human experience. Sooner or later, we will not be here. No eyes, no nose, no ears, no tongue, no mind, no you or me. Gone. And who knows where. The fantasy of control, of the effectiveness of our decisions, is at the heart of Western culture. The struggle to take charge of our life and improve both ourselves and our condition is part of the mythos of American society. It doesn't end with an impressive degree or a move up the social or financial ladder. We practice brain games to improve our mental agility, we work out in the gym to tone the body, we work with a therapist to smooth out our psychological knots, we work on improving our meditation, and we also work toward a better world. All this effort is laudable and worthy. It feels good to be at the helm of our life. The rub comes when, often without knowing it, we turn our lives into a project with the assumption that something is inherently wrong with us and that with enough determination and focus, we can fix it. The ultimate perfection fantasy is a spiritual one. With enough meditation or spiritual practice, we can fly free of all the usual human imperfections, dissolve all our attachments, and reach enlightenment, whatever that means. The Tibetan trickster teacher Chogyam Trungpa called this spiritual materialism. And the trouble with this approach is that the one doing the trying is the same one who needs to step out of the way in the first place. You just listened to an excerpt from the book Dropping the Struggle, Seven Ways to Love the Life You Have by Roger Housden. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com slash old.
So that Tibetan trickster teacher Chogyam Trungpa is actually an influence for me because my introduction into meditation started with a class at Chapman University where he went to the Shambhala Mountain Center way up in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And he's the one who created that center. So I learned a lot about his teachings and still apply a lot of it today. So nice to see him referenced in this book. And you can find this book and Roger at rogerhausden.com. That's spelled H-O-U-S-D-E-N. And I'll have it linked in this episode's description and at oldpodcast.com. And while you're there, if you want a chance to win this very book from me, just join my email list at oldpodcast.com before the end of the month, and you'll be entered to win on February 1st. Simple as that. And I'll leave it there for today. I hope you're having a great start to your weekend, and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.